laughing all the way to the back. Hello everyone, welcome to another edition of the Spread Brothers Podcast. It's me, yours truly. Jordan, a.k.a. JL, alongside my brother and co-host, Marcus, a.k.a. Marky Mark. Marcus, what up, my dude? What up? What up? What up? Uh, You know, another week. We got a lot to talk about. We're in the dog days now. This is where you separate the men from the boys. Who's going to do the homework? We had a good week last week. Not great, but it was good. This week, it's going to be perfect. 6-0, and baby. Yeah, we had a bounce back week, so that was good. 4-2. Um, and two. We, won, we won money. We won money. Back on track. Um, that puts us this year at 66.7%. Good job. Thank you. So, uh, yeah, doing what we do first quarter of the season, believe it or not, uh, is over. Man, Q1's done. Yep, that's it. I think we hit our Q1 quota. If we're, you know, speaking in biz terms, I think we hit our quota. I think we hit our target. Our stretch goal? Huh? Is that what they're calling them now? I don't know. Um, But, yeah, we're... We're we're lacing them up. <laughs> <laughs> we're killing them. Um, uh, I must be tired. Fuck. Um, Marcus, let's talk about Taylor Swift. I know you've been dying to talk about Taylor Swift all week. Um, <laughs> I just want to. I'm going to give you the floor to give your Taylor Swift report. But I want to yeah. preface it by saying. Nothing is real. Everything's fake. Um, the NFL's rigged, and Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift are marketing scheme, and that's it. That's what I think. The uh, The funniest thing I saw all weekend, you sent me this TikTok. I saw this TikTok. It's the Ron Burgundy scene when he's like kind of having his rock bottom, eating wings in his bed, watching TV. And it was, the caption was like, when you're down three hunch, and then they showed like Taylor Swift and he just throws a chicken wing at the TV. I didn't even lose money this weekend, but I had the under in the Chiefs Jets game to win me an extra four hunch on top of what I already had won. And as soon as I saw fucking Taylor Swift there, I knew there was going to be some fuckery and there was. And like, why was Blake lively there? Like, what the fuck is that? Like, I don't, I don't get it. I'll never get it. Uh, and when I really got pissed off and I think I might've went to bed at halftime is like they, uh, Travis Kelsey didn't score. I think their running back scored. And then they hit us with a Taylor Swift heiress tour commercial. If that doesn't show you that, it's a fucking marketing scheme. I don't know what does. Uh, yeah, everything's fake. 
I mean, you, you wonder why there's Long all these conspiracy <laughs> theorists in, in, in the United States. I mean, and then they do this Dude, shit. The it's just NFL. Like, we can't even, we can't trust anything. You know what? You know what even bothers me? There's a lot of great performances in the NFL this week. And then NFL makes their banner on Twitter, Taylor Swift. Uh-huh. Like, what? That really, that really bothered me. The NFL Twitter banner being Taylor Swift. Well, I mean, you you got to think that the NFL's benefiting more from this whole Taylor Swift thing than Taylor Swift is benefiting from the relationship, right? Yeah, and I mean, I guess if I was like a marketing guy, if I worked for the NFL, I'm like, we're gonna milk every last ounce out of this. That's how, it's how you get the ladies into it's just, it. Do you think? All right, so we know. Our parents are going to be at the Chiefs-Vikings game in Minnesota, and we'll revisit this matchup. But do you think if Taylor Swift shows up to Minneapolis, I may think that, you know, Travis actually might be hitting that puss. But up until then, I think it's a fucking scheme. I don't think he's hitting. You heard it here, folks. Travis is not hitting (laughs) that puss. I don't know. I don't, think, I don't think he's fucking. I don't think dude fucks. Yeah, I mean. <clears throat> anyway, let's talk some football. I just had to get that off my chest. It's impossible not to talk about. But uh, I mean, that that's football related. Um, I feel like the main three storylines we've uh, touched on through the first through Q1 here um, have been Taylor Swift, <laughs> Coach Prime. <laughs> And Justin yep. Fields. So let's – how about this, Marcus? I haven't I, – I got a, a proposal. Yeah. This end of Q1, we've, we've talked about these topics every week. Let's let's close the book on these three in Q1. You good with that? Yeah, let's end of life, Coach Prime, Justin Fields, and Taylor Swift. I couldn't agree more. But I do want to talk about the Bears-Broncos uh, game. Because we did hit on that, yeah. Um, over forty-eight and a half. Was a little worried at first. Turned into a super easy cover at the end of the game. The touchdowns just started pouring in. Justin Fields had his best day in his career as a as a passer. I think he was like twenty-eight for thirty-five for like three hundred and like nineteen yards. But crucial turnovers and crunch time. A fumble that led to a touchdown and then an interception right at the end of the game. Yeah, I just remember uh, texting you once the over looked like it was for sure going to hit. I remember texting you and uh, I just said, how funny would it be if the Broncos came back and won this game? And it was like it looked like there was no chance and it fucking happened. What a massive collapse from the Bears. At first, I was glad that. It was all happening, but I'm starting to feel bad for Justin Fields a little bit, just a little bit, because I don't even know. Not me. (laughs) I just think it's the Bears. Like, the Bears are cursed because they're a horrible, horrible franchise. Uh, But that, that was a meltdown on extreme proportions, and, you know, I, I don't know where the Bears go from here. I really don't. The The narrative in Chicago right now is the coaches blew that game. So 
they were up what what was it a 20 28 to 7 in the third with like five minutes left or something like that um they give up a couple scores game gets tied up at 28 bears drive down the field Eberflus has the opportunity to kick the field goal tie the game it's fourth and one or sorry take the lead not tie it take the lead 31 28 decides to go for it they don't get it so now everyone says it's the coach's fault but i mean justin fields turned the ball over twice and and, let, and like caused a, a touchdown and gave seven points to the other team justin fields needs to go into like politics or something because no matter what he does someone defends him and like finds a way to say he's good i don't think there's been a, a quarterback in nfl history who has played what what has he played now 29 games as a starter he's never been pulled as the starter and he's only won five games over those 29 games like i don't think that's ever happened in the nfl yeah i mean we brought up those numbers uh first week before week one of this podcast and he was in like an exclusive group then now i think he's in like you know he's a amongst himself as far as quarterbacks who just can't get it done i mean he's a good athlete sometimes he looks good but it's a fucking head scratcher with him man like it's i it's insane that they lost that game um i'm shocked that the bears haven't fired anybody yet i haven't seen any firings or anything they're just like they're just gonna keep going into week five which they're playing the commanders and no, they look pretty good, so that's probably another loss. But, I mean, the Bears are in trouble. Maybe they're going to trade them at the end of the year and get Caleb Williams because he looked good against Coach Prime, even though they, uh, Colorado did kind of stick in there and fight, which I'll give them props for. But, man, Caleb Williams, if, if I mean, if you're the Bears, I mean, go 0-16 and, and fucking go get Caleb Williams because Justin Fields is not the answer. Well, I know what it's like to be a fanboy for a quarterback. I'm, you know, me with Will Greer. I fucking love Will Greer. Reminds me of the Oklahoma-West Virginia game uh, back in 2018. You know, Will Greer throws for like 530 yards and five touchdowns, but he commits a terrible turnover at the end of the game, which basically costs the game. So yeah, like yeah, in two, my in my eyes, Will Greer kind of lost us that game. No, like, Greer as has he two, played. Well, Greer that year also he had two turnovers against Oklahoma, then he had two turnovers against Oklahoma State when we were up three scores and we lost. Like Greer was always very good. He put up good numbers, but man, it it, it wasn't. <laughs> you always knew you're gonna get good out of Will Greer, or just like. What's he going to do? The stupid shit and the bad stuff he's going to do. The turnover prone stuff he did. Both can be true. You can play a decent game and and like have good numbers and still lose the game for your team. Right. Absolutely. And that's what Justin Fields did. Right. Um, that, that was the only reason I brought that up. But I just think people, they're just so unwilling to just because like we talked about this week one, like Justin Fields is like this carrot that gets dangled in front of bears fans because he he's flashy. He, he doesn't, he hasn't really made many, you know, flashy plays this year. It's was mostly last year. People are still hanging on to that dream, but if there's bears fans out there that still think Justin Fields is the answer, then 
They're lost. Absolutely lost. Dude. They're all, I mean, they're all over the place. I mean, I think Chicago might be like the only place he can play. Like I, if I was an NFL GM, he'd be one of the last quarterbacks I would sign. It's too expensive. He's not very good. The Bears are going to be 0 and fucking 5. I mean, they're going to lose this week. And I don't know. They they might win two games this season. So Justin Fields will be like two and whatever it is, 37 or whatever. He'll be. It's bad. Uh, my final prediction with Fields, I think that after the Bears lose this week, um, there's going to be a firing. And I personally think – I think you're going to see the Bears trade Justin Fields. Um, there's a lot of talk about him going to the Falcons and shit. Like, I could see a trade happening, and then the Bears just tank. Um, that's my prediction. To close the book on the Justin Fields saga, because guess what, Marcus? I put a takeout about Justin Fields, and I won. Yeah, you definitely won. You put a lot of takes out. It got ugly. But, you know, you were right. It's 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 so bad. Chicago, the Chicago Bears are a dumpster fire. They should trade him. I didn't even know they were talking about trading him. They should trade him. They should get rid it's, of him. It's on the table. If the Bears the can table. find a team dumb enough to take him, do it. I actually think he could do better somewhere else i don't i just don't think i think if he was with the right scheme like he would you know in theory right you know he's a good athlete just not here (laughs) not in chicago we'll see coach prime let's close the books on coach prime marcus um did you watch the game i did watch the whole game uh takeaways what what uh what'd you see out there um I'm going to take a step back on my heat on Coach Prime. They got bulldozed early, but I I respected how they just fought. Uh, they look good, and, you know, they just they stuck in. They made it a game, and Coach Prime at the end of the game, just he didn't make a huge spectacle of it. He, re, you know, he said he paid his respects to Caleb Williams. I think that's the big takeaway is how awesome Caleb Williams is. But, no, dude. I mean, if Colorado plays like that every week, uh, they're going to win a few more games than I thought. I still don't think they're going to win a bunch more. I think they maybe have two or three games that they have a chance of winning. But uh, no hate here to Coach Prime against USC. They battled. I respect that. But I think maybe there was uh, some humbling going on in that program. Well, this is one thing I'll say. Close the books on Proud. Um, the media has been way less annoying yeah. yep. this week. Yep. Like, like the media closed the books on Coach Prime. They're like, okay, he's he's just another coach again. Like basically what we were saying the whole time about just the disparity between the, the product on the field and the way the media was treating them. Um, it's kind of like come to the It's like know, yeah, it's like what, exactly what we said last week is at some point all that other shit doesn't matter. You got to go win football games on the road and at home. They they haven't done it. 
they've only beat bad teams. I mean, West Virginia beat TCU, so that makes that win a lot less <laughs> whatever. Yeah, so, I mean, I think – I personally, I only think that Colorado is going to win – I think they'll win two more games, maybe two or three more games. They're going to win five games this year, five to six games. And uh, then next year we'll see really what Coach Prime's about as a football coach, uh, you know, see what he can do because – the hype, like you said, the hype train's already gone down, and uh, that's 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 when you really see what you're made of. Yeah, you, the dog days. <laughs> All right. Well, good Q1, Marcus. Close the books. Good Q1. Close the books. Again, 66.7%. You're very welcome for that. Hopefully... Uh, with your profits, you were able to maybe take a little vacation, uh, maybe buy a new, you know, maybe a new couch. Um, I'm just glad I don't have to talk about Taylor Swift or Coach fucking Prime anymore. Yeah, I'm I was so get, glad getting sick of that. That's behind us. Yeah, no, you could tell. You could tell we burned into the ground because <laughs> we seemed a little flat there. I'm not gonna lie. That the, the I'm glad it's over. Let's move on because I don't want to fucking talk about it anymore. Well, we're going to have to keep our eyes peeled for some some new storylines. Either that or we can get into <laughs> politics. Uh, we can talk about uh, the, the migrant crisis in Chicago. I mean, Trump is 100% back. Indict the motherfucker. Trump is so back. Oh, God. Um, yeah, I, I, I am just now emotionally and like uh, psychologically recovering from 2020, the last election cycle. Um, I'm just now getting back on my feet um, from, you know, from a psychological standpoint. And the fact that we're just months away from another election year uh, does does frighten me. Trump is think- so back. Trump's back. That's all I know. I mean, he's going to win. It's going to be chaos, dude. It's it's I I don't even want to think I get massive anxiety thinking about I just. Just imagine feeling yourself as much as Trump was feeling himself in that speech he gave me. He's like, dude, dude was on a roll. If you're up in the polls, you're doing a good job. Indict that motherfucker. (laughs) Like the crowd went crazy. Trump is a fucking showman. He's like, honestly, a stand-up comedian. Indict that motherfucker might be the best punchline of 2023. It was hilarious. <laughs> I mean, the crowd lost their shit. Yeah, but he, he's got to be the first, uh, um, you know, like party nominee who said motherfucker in a like a campaign trail speech, right? I mean, it's got to be the first. <laughs> Sorry, I dropped the mic. I can't think of a... Another president who said, no, it'd be one thing if the president said motherfucker, like, you know, motherfucker in a speech. Trump hit him with the motherfucker. <laughs> like he. <laughs> well, I think he started. He, I think he was just like on a roll and he said it before he realized what he was saying. So he tried to like soften the edges. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, Trump, that's, Trump. I think that's what I saw there. He was like, indict them. Like he didn't want to. <laughs> he didn't really want to say it. You 
Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Like he he mentally committed to saying it. Then once it was actually coming out, he's like, oh, you motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, we'll we'll keep that open for Q2. Donald Trump is back. Let's talk. Let's uh, get back to the roots of this podcast. I feel like pop culture has got us a little out of whack. Let's talk some ball, shall we? A little football. Let's do this. Let's uh, give me the top. It doesn't have to be the top three teams in the league. Give me three teams that have impressed you up to this point, and I'll give you my three. How about that? Three teams? Three teams that have impressed you through four weeks. Um, number one is the Lions. Um, they, they're playing my favorite brand of football outside of the 49ers. I mean, the 49ers play – it's like football art on the field. It's just so fun to watch them. But um, the Lions are so physical. Um, Jared Goff is – I love Jared Goff. He's such a great passer, great vision. They they make the game um, beautiful but also brute. Um, they really bang people around. Fucking love the Lions. And I'm going to be in Detroit to see the Lions play the Panthers this weekend, by the way. So, yeah. Uh, love the Lions. Um, obviously, you know, the Dolphins have been impressive to watch. Tua, I said, you know, last week with Tua. I've never been huge on him, but I I just I've loved the way he's played. He gets the ball out so fast. I said this last week, but not just his decision to get it out, but when from the time he decides to throw to when the ball's out is it's got to be the, the quickest in the league that I've seen, um, which makes them super dangerous. So super impressed with them. And then, uh, honestly, the Texans. Um, you know, C.J. Stroud has had one of the best rookie, you know, starts to his career of all time. I think it's like Andrew Luck and maybe, I don't know, one other person, but he can ball. And uh, the O-line is playing their ass off. They got a good O-line. Um, they can operate. So I think a, a lot of people weren't expecting expecting that, especially, you know, them uh, kind of whooping the Steelers this weekend. So, yeah, impressive start by the Texans. So you took one of mine. I'm going to give my three kind of under-the-radar teams in the NFL that have, that have shocked me, that I've been really impressed with. Number one is Houston, by far. Um and we're going to get to this in a minute. One of my picks, little uh, foreshadowing. CJ Stroud can ball, dude. He looks so comfortable. They, whatever they're doing down in Houston is working. They look good. Number two, Tampa Bay. I love what they're doing. Baker and that like system with those guys, it just works. And then number three, I love watching dude, Baker. Dude. He's he like has he has like a gut. Too, I noticed he is like a legit. Gut and it's right funny. Now. I texted you and I said he's a gamer. And like five minutes later, the announcer's like, Baker's just a gamer, dude. And she's like, yeah, like you, you can't be black. It feels like and be a gamer. Like, no, you, that's why Coach Prime you, only has dogs and leaders. He doesn't have G's on their jerseys for gamers. Yeah, it's so gay. Because he doesn't have enough so white gay. guys on their team. If Baker, yeah, Baker should have a G on his jersey for gamer. Because he is kind of thick, you know, talks a little shit. But no, the Bucks, and then a team I've liked, 
and it's you know it's in the Jags division, and I actually picked two of these teams, Houston, and then the Colts. Man, I, I'm telling you, the Colts play physical. Their defensive backs get down, and I'm not totally sold on Anthony Richardson yet. But God damn it, is he impressive as an athlete? I just I don't know. There's something about the Colts. People can disagree with me all you want. I won't argue with you. There's just something about the Colts when I look at them. I I like the way they play. So I'm going my kind of under-the-radar teams. Yeah, Houston, Tampa, and Indianapolis. Marcus, okay, enough teasing, enough messing around. Let's get down to business and kick things off with our six picks for NFL week five. Let's do it. I'm so ready. Take it away. All right. I'm going to start off with a pick. And I, this, I should have brought this team up of talking about teams that have impressed me. But it's hard to pick a team that's one and three uh, that impressed me. But I think this team might be the best one and three team in the history of the NFL. They have shot themselves in the foot continuously. They're at home this weekend against the Chiefs. I am taking the Minnesota Vikings plus four at home against the Kansas City Chiefs. It's, it, I, I don't know. I just have this, I watch the film. I have this feeling that the Vikings are right there. If they just don't do stupid shit, there is no reason why they cannot keep this game with the Chiefs very, very close. This is a gut pick. This is a film pick. I'm going Vikings plus four against the Chiefs. Cash it in. The, the Luther Automotive Lock of the Week. <laughs> yeah, dude. I like it. I like it a lot. I Okay. I will make my first selection, Marcus, and you're gonna be really happy with this one. Um I'm going with the Jags mm. in their second week. In, in foggy London town, they're going to London. They're playing their second week. They're taking on the Bills. I'm taking the team total here. It's at 21 points. I uh, saw it on a few books at 20 and a half. So, you know, obviously take as good a line as you can. But, yeah, uh, 20 and a half. Here's why I like this pick. This Jags offense has been uh, playing a skeleton version of their real scheme. Uh, they've had to put together a makeshift offensive line due to their left tackle being out. He will return this week. The line will return to their you know regular positions, and I feel like the playbook's really going to open up for the Jags, and that will do a couple things for them. A, they're just going to be more efficient. The guys are going to know where to go. B, there's going to be looks that haven't been on film yet this year. With this unit, so I I like the element of surprise here with the Jags basically fielding a new a new front um, in London against the Bills. I also think you know the Bills played their asses off against the Dolphins last week. Huge emotional win, basically a short week with the flight over to London. You know, having to practice across across the pond all week, and um, you know having to get up for this game. This is the definition of a trap game if you're the Bills. I think this turns into kind of a fight i think this is a good game uh sunday morning and i think the jags 
are at least scoring three touchdowns. So I'm going with the Jags team total over 21 points. <laughs> Talk to me. Talk dirty. This is the jet lag lock of the week. The Jags are already in London, but you're right. Cam Robinson's back. It's going to put some some continuity back into that offensive line. Uh, I'm glad you brought up the Jags because I didn't want to, but I will say this. I love these London games because it's over at noon. I can, you know, I'm not sulking going into the afternoon slate. Yeah, and then then you can totally focus. You know, you can really dive into uh, the NFL experience in the afternoon. Yeah, so it was the first time this year you got to do that last weekend, right? It was, and it was awesome. Um, I love. Yeah, it was so so great. so great. I love that pick, and honestly, man, I I I couldn't agree more with you. I think Cam being back is going to change how this offense plays. If you look at the routes we throw and week the first four weeks, it's all quick hitters, three step drops to the sideline, little quick hitters, screens. That's not what we did last season. It was a lot of five step drops for Trevor. I'd like to see more of that. Let him throw the ball downfield. We'll see. It's gonna be a good game. I I I, I would love for the Jags to go 2-0 and in London. The Bills look great, and it's just another one of those games with the Jags. Like, are we as good as the hype? So, love that pick. I'll go to my next pick. Um, staying in the AFC South with Houston and Atlanta. I'm taking the over in this game. 41 and a half. I love, love, love this over. We talked about it. We kind of hit it on it earlier. I don't know what's going on in Houston. I don't know what they're cooking up, what they're what they're doing. There's a vibe in Houston right now. They look comfortable. They're efficient. They're running the ball. C.J. Stroud has time to throw the ball. He looks so comfortable. And then Atlanta has got some weapons too. Desmond Ritter did not play well in London. But he's going to go back to Atlanta at home in that dome. I see this game probably going 27-21 Texans, maybe 27-24 Texans. I like the Texans to win, but I think this game scores close to 50. Uh, love the over here. Houston Falcons over 41.5. That's way too low. Lock that in. Nice. Marcus, I'm going to keep the over train going here we're taking it out to the west coast rams eagles um i'm going over 50 and a half here um i hate to say it marcus this is just almost a gut pick for me i just think there's going to be points in this game god i hate saying that this is like this is my fear god i don't want to be negative but i'm going to start with why i don't like it <laughs> oh uh, my god, dude. <laughs> what? You can't make a pick and then tell us how you don't like it. <laughs> like, what you- the Eagles hey. the Eagles run the ball well and they take they, <laughs> they take one of the longest in the league to run a play. Like around 29 seconds per play. 
Doesn't bode well for the over. Um, the Rams' run defense has also struggled, so you can bet the Eagles are probably going to run a lot. Um, are we doing a live podcast audible on this? Day? I don't, Marcus. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Hey, I, uh, I'm picking this over, sir. Um, I see you're interested in these uh, new Mercedes Benz, but <laughs> the thing about these Mercedes Benz is they break down all the time. <laughs> I mean, I, there's just something about this game. It's in L.A. Stafford, I could just, I mean, Stafford's been lighting it up. I'm pretty sure Cooper Cup's back this weekend. We need to put some, like, do you want to be, or what What was that game? Uh, do you want to be a millionaire or whatever the fuck with Regis Philbin? Is this your final answer? Are you, should, should I just, like, should I just change it and make I it? I don't under, know, right dude. Here, I just, right I just know I've never, we've done this for seven years now whatever many years it's been i've never heard you take a pick and go i'm taking the over here's why i don't like the over (laughs) i've never heard that so um it does it uh it 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 does uh (laughs) it makes me scratch my head a little bit so is this your final answer? Do you want to phone a friend? Should we ask the audience? I'm going to phone a friend, Regis. Oh, Aaron? Wow. Yeah, we need, we need Aaron. Um, one, one sec. One sec. Yes or no? Babe, yes or no? Whatever you're feeling. All right. We're going uh, Rams, Eagles, under <laughs> 50 and a half. <laughs> oh my God. I like it. I actually like the under more there, honestly. Yeah, I mean, dude, I, I picked this and then I was looking at numbers and it just none of it, none of what I thought made sense. Uh, <laughs> so um, um, was it more just like an a L.A. Matt Stafford over? kind of falling like I just like he's been he's been throwing the ball well and like you know yeah he's been diamond people up and I just think I'm I love watching him play and I got a little emotional and I like literally right before we started recording I looked at some stats and I was like fuck and it just ruined it I already had like our you know little sheet where we have our you know notes and picks and anyway yeah that's a spread brothers first turning the ship around you hit him with that Omaha. Omaha! <laughs> kill, kill. Rams, Eagles, under 50 and a half. Marcus, your pick. Wow. Uh, how do you follow that, folks? I'll follow it with, uh, with a for sure thing. Um, like I said before, if you're not betting Miami overs, you're a fucking retard. I'm doing it again. Miami team total over 30 and a half. Get on the train. Uh, Eaton's good. We got fucking sushi. We got it all on here on the Miami overs. It's going to hit again. 30 and a half. They're going to fucking stomp that over. Miami team total over 30 and a half. That's my third pick. We got Vikings plus four. Texans. Falcons over 41 and a half. 
in the Miami team total over 30 and a half. Those are for sure hitting. Lock them in tonight so you don't forget. JL, last pick. My last pick, uh, we talked about this team earlier. It's the Colts. Colts are playing at home this weekend against the Tennessee Titans. Um, There's a bunch of home dogs on the slate this weekend, but I like the Colts at home here. I'm seeing this line between uh, plus one and a half and up to plus two and a half right now. Again, whatever you can get that's the best, take it. This is going down on the pod here as plus one and a half, though, Marcus, okay? We talked about this defense. They're very aggressive. They come downhill. I think they're going to be able to stop the run and and keep Derrick Henry somewhat uh, in check. So basically what we need to have happen here is for this Colts defense to keep uh, Ryan Tannehill under control, and hopefully this Colts offense can get rolling. Little uh, news from the the uh, hot wire here in the NFL this afternoon. Jonathan Taylor is returning this weekend, or he what? was in practice as a full participant today. Oh, so, shit. So Jonathan Taylor should be playing this weekend in Indianapolis. Um, so I think it's going to be a great game. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to roll with the Colts here. I love the way they've been playing. Give me the point and a half at home. Love the dog. Lock it in. I just, I mean, if Jonathan Taylor's back, that's going to be a hell of a game to watch. Derrick Henry, Jay Tay. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm at a loss for words here. I didn't know Jonathan Taylor was back. That's awesome. Yeah, he practiced today. Um, So, yeah, my three picks. We got Jags. Team total over 21. Over in London. We've got the Rams, Eagles, oh, 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 under 50 and a half. That's an under, folks. Omaha. And then the, the Colts plus one and a half at home. That's my dog of the week. There. Get them barking, baby. It's my dog of the week. Those are my three picks. Marcus, any closing final thoughts before we send our listeners off into the sunset? No, man. I'm just ready. I'm ready for another weekend. Uh, I admire your wherewithal to make a last-second pick change. I think my favorite pick of the weekend now is now that Eagles ramps under. I think that may be the lock of the week because take some balls to change that last-second live on a podcast. So, you know. It didn't feel right. (laughs) I love it. Let's fucking do it. As always, parlay these picks. Always put them in a parlay and then bet them as a single bet. That is the formula, and that is how you'll make money with us. Follow us on Twitter at The Spread Bros. Also, if you like what you're hearing and you like what you're making, share us. Show your friends. Come on. Come on, man. Life. Show your friends. Indict the motherfucker. They need me to go, but I don't want to leave. We'll see you next week. Rest in peace, little kid. Peace. Fuck a pigeonhole, I'm a night owl, this a different mode I'ma have to make a pain of six on a pinky toe Heard you with a shooting guard, just let a nigga know I would have your court side, not the middle row All good love in a minute though I can't stress about no bitch cause I'm a timid soul Plus I'm cooking up ambition on the kitchen stove Pot start to bubble, see the suds, that shit good to go Jose, I'm suave, but I can't get me cold Bro, thinky John Wayne, I bought them yellow stones Love the way they hang, babe 
For the silicone, everybody fake now You could crack the code, bust down everything Set in rose gold, dread talking to you niggas Like I'm J. Cole, I could tell her head good Before I even know, bitch don't tell me that you model If you ain't been involved Gotta throw a party for my day ones They ain't in the studio, but they'll lay some Rest in peace to Drama King, we was straight stunned Y'all don't like the way I talk, niggas say something Gotta throw a party for my day ones Pull up and you know it's us, the bass jumping Y'all don't like the way I talk and say something my face, nigga. Gotta throw a party for my day ones They ain't in the studio, but they'll lay some Rest in peace, the drama king We was straight stunned If I let my nigga 21 tell it, you a pussy Spin a block twice like it ain't nowhere to park Chopper came with a compressor. This chopper came with a.